0: Welcome, this is the Big Miss You podcast. I am your host, Laura Kelly. Due to continued restrictions around COVID-19, it is still not possible for our vendors to be out on the streets selling the big issue. Our teams are working hard to prepare for the day they're able to be back out. But in the meantime, the Big Miss you podcast is our way of bridging the social distance between vendors and their customers. Over the last few weeks, we've heard from many of our loyal readers who want to check how their local vendors are doing. Here, on our digital street corner, we're celebrating those relationships and giving readers and vendors the chance to exchange messages.
1: I'm Donna Barlow and I saw the magazine in Exeter. i would be really, really, really happy um, to be back at work. Yeah, to all of our customers, um, can't wait to see you again later in the year thank you for buying the magazine while we, have, while we haven't seen you because we have been getting the help from the foundation so all the all the um all the magazines that they've bought um have actually the money has actually gone to us
2: collecting um some benefits i'm missing the uh conversations uh i don't know the friendship uh the understanding that they have you know what I mean? Because they haven't got to do what they do. They do it out of kindness. And I appreciate that. So, yeah, I miss all that. I miss the the, one, the one-to-one conversations. You know what I mean? The honesty, the politeness, the respect that I'll get shown. It gives me opportunities to to talk to people honestly that I don't know and to make friends and that. And I'm missing all that. You know what I'm saying? I'm missing that communication. He does make a great deal. He does mean a lot to me. Because I mean, it gives me that confidence boost. It stops me going down the wrong way. The, on, you know I mean? It keeps me on the straight and narrow, I suppose. Yeah, and I'd just like to say thank you to all my customers for that over the years. You know what I mean?
0: It's great to hear from both Donna and Carl about how much their customers mean to them. Both of them also let us know that the big issue has been able to help them with essentials whilst they can't sell the magazine. The Big Issue has sorted Carl out with a new cooker so he can continue to hone his cookery skills and Donna with a fridge so she won't have to deal with her milk going off every day. Our main feature today takes us to Wimbledon in London. Big Issue seller Jane Burns is something of a local celebrity. She has a loyal group of regular customers and has even appeared in the Times newspaper. On a normal morning at 10.30am, on her way out of the underground, you might see Jane's customer, Jane Blackmore, nipping into Greg's to pick up a coffee and a sausage roll that she can drop off to Jane on her pitch. Um, Jane Burns, Wimbledon at Centre Court. I
1: miss the routine of getting up and just going out and being outside and knowing I'm going to see my customers and earn a living. You know, it, 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 it's the whole thing. She's getting up in the morning. Going out there, having a purpose in life, to get up and go out, um, and then to be standing there, you know, with fresh air, and, and just be working in it. You know, I'm very privileged to be working in that environment, to you know, to to be in the situation I'm in. But, you know, I I to be to actually enjoy your job and look after your job. There aren't many people who are in that
3: situation, and that's me. I'm a retired teacher. My name is Jane, Jane Blackmore. Uh, And uh, so I relate to Jane because she's also Jane. Um, I asked her one day what her name was, and uh, we had a great chat about the fact we were both Jane. And the fact that she's so disabled, and yet you'd never know it. Just taking that wheelchair down the street i mean it's quite a from the station you don't realize it when you're just walking but it's quite a hill down there and she wheels it up and she wheels it down and and um i admire her so much and she's told me you know a little bit about her her life and what happened and i mean it's been really really tough for her and yet she never is she never seems depressed she never seems down she must get that way but to the people on the street um She's just such a lovely lady, and and she does have a huge, I think, following of of people that chat to her and buy her coffees and and uh, even take her to their homes. I think sometimes.
0: As Jane Blackmore says, there, her local vendor has been through a lot. Jane was generous enough to share her story of how she came to be selling the big issue with us for this podcast.
1: My parents are teachers, you know. I'm from middle class background. I'm actually an um, accountant. That's what my qualifications are, accounting and bookkeeping, um, and I was working at the time I was on my way to work um, in 1986, 1st of April, and I just started working in accounting here and they were um, doing, you know, training me up to my qualifications and being financial advisor on my motorbike and it turned out there was a the fault on the bike, and I was now you know, long line of traffic And the bike went on the white line and the car came the other way with being 50 and he was on the white line we met the mirror and I got wiped
0: down the car. Severely injured, Jane was dead on the road. Luckily, a doctor ran from a nearby car to resuscitate her. Her arm had been ripped off and she was rapidly losing blood. She only survived because there had also been an ambulance caught in the tailback from the accident. They were able to get her to a hospital quick enough to save her life.
1: So I was in the coma for two weeks. Um, I you know, they thought I was gonna be brain damaged, I wasn't. I came round and um, I actually knew I'd lost the arm. I was trying to tell them that. So it was such a go for the first few months so an infection and you know, the space I was in. So I also lost six inches of bone and my bottom leg was smashed up, you know, I basically mashed myself up.
0: <laughs> it was incredible that the medics had managed to save Jane's life. But the fight was a long way from over. She was hospitalised for nine years as doctors tried everything to heal her arm and her leg. Despite some incredible new medical breakthroughs, which gave Jane the use of her leg for a number of years, eventually they had to amputate. Jane now gets around in a wheelchair. The accident also proved to be a trigger for Jane's underlying health problems. I
1: was suffering from anorexia most of my life, one off. And the accident was really the final trigger because of the disfigurement um, the of the body and that near my body image mm-hmm. disfigurement and the lack of control over what was happening to me in my life with, you know, all the operations and physically what was going on with me. Because during the nine years, I was um, having ongoing operations, a um, bit like a car having an MOT regularly. That was what the situation would have been if I'd kept my leg for the rest of my life.
0: Due to her struggle with anorexia, Jane was very vulnerable and isolated when she met a man who went on to be her husband. She found out too late that he wasn't good news.
1: He, so he, he was sort of using um, sort of... Um, smoking quite a lot of uh, marijuana and in the past few years before that, he'd done E's and all those things and it, it, it actually sort of made me a bit unstable, it turned out. I didn't realise this at the time. Um... After we were married, I found out he started taking heroin as well. When he started taking drugs, um, you know, the argument started. And he thought he was you know, when he felt insecure or losing or he went psychotic, it became very violent, so he ended up, you know, fighting. And it ended up in a violent relationship.
0: Jane tried to help him get clean, but eventually gave up. She was faced with a horrible choice. She could return to the extreme loneliness she'd faced in the years after her accident, or she could use drugs with her husband.
1: After all the operations I went through and everything, you know, as well as that, the worst thing I experienced was actually isolation, being in a house on my own and not having any contact with people. And on top of the anorexia, I became very, very depressed. This is before I met my husband. Um, I I really didn't want to be alive, and every so often um, I, I would have, you know, got so low because I didn't have any support, and I had no, no sort of um, network of people around me. I ended up in a situation where I, I actually remember thinking to myself, you hey, know, I've got a choice here. I either leave him and go back to... The isolation, which I really couldn't take and I didn't want to be alive like that. I, I sat and I thought, well, do I do that or do I take the drugs and go down the um, same road as him? And I can remember, you know, I knew I had to take the drugs. I actually cried the first time I used. I just didn't want to do it.
0: Following her accident, Jane had been told that she couldn't have children, so she was surprised when she found out she was pregnant. She and her husband quit the drugs and moved down south where they managed to be a stable family for a year, during which time they had a second child. Unfortunately, it wasn't to last. While Jane was in hospital being treated for depression, one of her husband's friends overdosed in their house. And I got a phone call the
1: next day in hospital, telling me that um, there was a man being found dead in my house, and my children were in
0: care. Jane... Was again faced with a terrible choice: should she keep fighting to get her kids back, knowing the problems that she and her husband were fighting?
1: And um, when I look back on it now, um, I realized it was actually for the best because I, for me to have brought the two children, they were two boys, and um, you know, I I didn't want to, I fought for them, but. I knew that they would never actually have a, a normal life just my disability. You know, no matter what I tried to do, it, it was it was too we were too unstable. You know, we might be clean then, but we could never guarantee that we would always be clean. I'm their mother, and I will be their mother, but that therefore makes me responsible for their best interest. You know, my my interest, you know, what's best for me comes second place to them. So we we basically um meet
0: brings these It was an incredible sacrifice and it took its toll on the couple. They both relapsed. Jane's husband ended up in prison and she struggled in and out of rehab. Jane ended up homeless on the streets of London in her wheelchair. I went
1: in that rehab and eventually I, I came across sorry, the second time um I missed the man that was the second big issue. Because I was begging and, you know, crime and everything for a few years my husband. And begging, people don't realise, you actually do become the beggar, you know, and it, it takes you down so low.
0: The big issue vendor that Jim met had ended up with too many magazines and needed some help to shift the excess copies.
1: And it just turned out he was on one side of the road, the station, I'm on the other. And I made have a lot more, time, <laughs> a lot more pace than he did.
0: Jane realised that she had a talent for selling the magazine and eventually got badged up in her own right to take on her job as a big issue seller.
1: Um, you know, i had not done that. I wouldn't be here now. And, you know, I, I really do mean that. I was actually at the point where, you know, I, I, I was, honestly, I had given up completely. You know, I didn't care what I picked up, I didn't care what infections I got. Um, it was just that for some reason, you know, I, I just, you know, couldn't manage. There was something that kept me alive. I'm too, I'm too goddamn strong, I think. You know, I've I just got this, i got this sort of life, life energy in me that keeps me going for some reason.
0: Given how important the big issue is to her, and her fears around reliving the loneliness she felt earlier in her life, the lockdown has been really difficult for Jane. Oh God, the bottom fell out of my
1: world. Literally, I felt sick. I had a sick lurch in my stomach, and I was just like,
0: boomed. And it it was just like, everything. She didn't know what to do. Luckily, she's been kept company by her dog, Cassie. Do
1: you know what? Yeah, I probably wouldn't have got, got through it without the dog, to be honest with you. She's been wonderful, yeah. You know, yeah, She's what keeps me stable and keeps me here along with you a lot. So it's the two things, you know.
0: We were happy to be able to share a few of your messages with Jane. It meant a lot to her to hear that her customers were thinking of her. Jane Blackmore had this to say.
3: I just hope, I hope that she's, I hope her dog is, is keeping her company and, um, and And they're doing well, and it must be so hard for them i just I just say I think of her quite a lot um and and hope that she can keep her spirits up because I know she's a very social being and she loves to be with people um but anyway i just I just wish her all the best and all the well until I'm thinking of her and i I admire her so much she's she's one of my heroes
1: that's lovely that is absolutely lovely.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> right. Jane left us with this message for all our customers. You can probably also hear Cassie joining in in the background. I hope you're
1: all well. I'm not, not going to be missing too many of you when I get back. Um, and, you know, I'm coming back. <laughs> you can't get rid of me that easy. <laughs> Thank you so much. So if you're thinking about me and contacting The Big Issue, and actually bowled over with
0: it. Thank you to our guests on this edition of The Big Miss you podcast. And thank you for joining us to hear Jane's incredible story of resilience. I hope you feel as inspired as I do. If you'd like to find out more about how to support The Big Issue or how you can send a message to your local vendor, go to bigissue.com slash podcast for more information. We'd love to hear from you and I'd love to talk to more of you for this series. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please do subscribe to stay up to date with our digital street corner. And if you're listening on Apple, you can really help us to get heard by leaving a positive star rating or a review. The Big Miss You podcast is produced by Laura Kelly for The Big Issue UK with additional reporting by Liam Garrity.